Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is the Wargaming Dad. How are you doing? I'm good, Lexa. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to have you on. For those who do not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, um, I'm the Wargaming Dad, um, also known as Darren, <laughs> amongst the local community. Um, I've been playing MCP since release. And um, a lot of you will know me as um, an accuser on the TTS and the Discord. Fantastic. And as you are someone who does, who is not associated with one of the myriad of podcasts out there, I must ask you, what Marvel character do you want to see appear in Marvel Crisis Protocol that isn't already in there? Well, the one that I've always wanted to see in here is Mojo. Mojo. Ooh. Yeah, I've always loved him since um the X Men cartoons. Yeah, they they would be an interesting person to ip- implement because like half of their thing is that they run a TV channel. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I think. <laughs> yeah, I I fear that they are one of those characters that is more likely to get a crisis card than an actual model because they will be hard to implement in game terms. Yeah, definitely. Falling, falling in with Arcade. Yeah, Arcade would be awesome. But for now, we have Mutant Madman. Yeah, definitely. Now, who did you bring for us to talk about today? Well, I've brought um, everyone's favorite Brotherhood character, Sabretooth. Not joking, he probably is my favorite Brotherhood character. He's, like, um, before he came out, I think everyone was really excited to have Sabretooth. Then they expected him to be a complete beater, and he's not quite what. Mm-hmm. He's not quite the beater. Yeah, that he, everyone expected. He's a fascinating piece because he he has two really interesting things that other people that that aren't purely beat stick. And one of those is his aggressive, and one of those is his sisley. And those yeah. two together right. make him a really interesting scenario piece. Yeah, I find um he's. He's a lot more be- a lot better at scenario play than he is at going in the middle and say on gamma and trying to hold his own. But that being said, he also gets attacks on your opponent's turn, which is always fantastic, especially with once per turn effects. Yeah, it's awesome. Especially um well, we'll talk about that later maybe. Mm-hmm. But with some other characters he can come very deadly. Yeah. He is also a long mover. I end up playing Sabretooth a lot because I play a lot of Mystique Brotherhood, and Mystique Brotherhood has become Long Move of the Faction. Yeah, definitely now with Quicksilver as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You play Mystique, Quicksilver, Sabretooth as your core, and occasionally you swap one of them out for Scarlet Witch uh, Asteroid M play. Yep. Nice. And then when you give him the op, when, when he has a little bit of power, he can still be a beat stick, though. Yeah, yeah. I find, yeah, he needs a little bit of power. If he's got four power, he can do his Savage Predator and hopefully get the finisher, but it's not mm-hmm. guaranteed. And then he's a 12 health character uh, with healing factor, so that functionally ends up being closer to 14 health at the very least, which is a chunk of change. Yeah, definitely. Definitely on the higher end. Now, he is already in three affiliations, Brotherhood, Cabal, and X-Force. I, we aren't really going to talk about him in any of those affiliations because, as always, we're trying to find new homes, not existing homes. Yep, that's right. 
Um, I have previously played him in Web Warriors and Avengers. Yes. In the uh, Wargaming Dad patented uh, retaliation list, if I am not mistaken. Uh, Yep, that's right. With my Counter-Strike list, him, uh, Venom, and Daredevil, all with their Counter-Strikes. Very Mm -hmm. deadly. Yep. And it's... It's a really interesting time with that list, and I find it very fascinating. Um, yeah, it's a very fun list. Yes. Now, my big question is, how is it changing when Amazing Spider-Man comes out? Um, I'm not sure yet. Very fair. He doesn't really have a Counter-Strike, and that list is all about the Counter-Strikes. Yeah, but for affiliation, you have to bring... If you want an affiliated ability, you ha- you're bringing Miles anyway, who doesn't really have a Counter-Strike... Yeah, but he's two points cheaper. Yeah. That being so, that being said, is there anywhere that you immediately jumps out to you as a place you want to throw saber to? Now, I was hoping you would have a suggestion for that one this time. I I have a couple different ideas. Um, I thought you would, because I am the jank tank. The first one I have yeah. to bring up is is personal favorite for me. Um, I yep. think he would be a good spider foes. Spider foes. Mm-hmm. With the new models. Spider-Foes is slowly becoming a list that seeks to play as much on your opponent's turn as your own turn. Yeah, yeah, with Mysterio and Craven. Yeah, and also with the the affiliation ability being once per turn, having retaliate attacks that you can maximize the ability off of and really shunt down your opponent's defense dice use between Sabertooth's natural pierce and the Oscorp weaponry. It it comes yeah, out that's very nice. Yeah, it it really allows him to be a scary monster on your opponent's turn, and I think that's an interesting place to take that affiliation. In a similar mind, uh, we have defenders because again, Doctor Strange is uh, affiliation ability is a once per turn, but you can use it on your enemy's turn. Um, nice. And mystic so, counterattack. Mystic counterattack that gives hex for three power. Seems like something I would not scoff at, and Daredevil's already in that affiliation, so you can play that style of list in there already. Cool. I kind of want to point out to Wakanda, just for if he's getting consistent attacks off, giving those attacks rerolls so they're better is never a bad thing, and also giving that affiliation another long mover is nothing that you can really scoff at. We, you've talked about the Web Warriors, but I do want to bring up Web Warriors is a good place for people who want to try them out. Um, well, that's not the list we're building today, because that is something no. Wargaming Dad has already done. That is still a fun time. Um, yeah, definitely. And then I want to bring up Criminal Syndicate, because... Yeah, he's good. So the aggressive and stuff like that. Yeah. Size aggressive, and now that they're really looking at Deadpool for the other out-of-affiliation slot... Having a secondary, having two targets for exceptional healing really changes how the the tactics card math for that faction. Yeah, that's interesting as well. So that is a smattering of options. Are any of those things that jump out to you of holes you want to go down? Um, I did like the defenders option. Yeah. Or or the spider foes. Um, I think um, I haven't. Re- I've played a lot of defenders, especially when they first come out. So I think we I want to try try him in um spider foes. Rad. I I am always down to talk about the spider foes, as everyone probably won't know at this point. Yeah, your your favorite faction by far. 
the faction I have put the most time into at the very least. Um, I don't think there is a faction that is head and shoulders above my favorite. I think Spider-Foes is... I tend to gravitate from, like, the lowest kernel on the tree to the lowest kernel on the tree because I'm always trying to uplift and find jank to uplift the bottom of the barrel. So Spider-Foes was that for a while. And Guardians is in that similar place now, so I'm also kind of working on Guardians stuff now and whatnot. And other of the lower, not-as-regarded factions and trying to uplift them with interesting ideas and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. It's mm-hmm. always good to take something that other people don't consider great and then make, make everyone think differently about that. Yeah. So, if we're doing Spider-Foes, we start out with Green Goblin. Yep. And then we've got... Who we got? We've got lots of characters now, haven't we? Yes, we we have a pile of characters, including Green Goblin, Carnage, Dark Ark, Kingpin, Craven, Lizard, Mysterio, and Venom. I think we bring in Venom immediately for about the same reason that we're playing Sabretooth. Yep. Uh Okay, that's cool. And Carnage is out as well. I really want to play more Carnage. Fantastic. I I am definitely willing to throw Carnage in there. Now, we are stocked up on the fours. I think we need some of the threes in this list. Um, I really like Mysterio. That's right where I was going. That's cool. Yeah, all of his movement shenanigans and stuff is mm-hmm. awesome. And I want to touch on the Lizard. Okay. For much the same reason as I was talking about with Deadpool and Criminal Syndicate, it gives us a, a second exceptional healing target, and it's an in-affiliation uh, exceptional healing target. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's quite new, so I've, I've not remembered all his stuff yet. Yeah. So for people at home who don't quite remember him, he's a size 3 character, 4-3-3 three, three defense stats with healing factor and flat damage reduction. And that both of those will play into something I will talk about later. The other interesting thing is that we can also, this also allows us to go all size 3 characters if we're facing down like a Valkyrie. Yeah, which, that's really good because Valkyrie's always popular isn't she yeah or a beast or a dark arc anything that is size two or less throws and also yeah, just or we put web warriors or pushes and pulls are all size two normally well the pushes yeah so that it, it cause it allows us to cause a lot of issues but that is a very good cavalcade of spider foes are there any other out of affiliation picks that you really want to jump on um, well, I've, I've only really played Spider-Foes. I've actually used them with your list, um, the Thanos list. Yes. So, um, apart from taking Thanos in there, I'm not too sure at the moment. Okay. I have a spicy option. Yep. How do you feel about Red Skull? Red Skull? Mm-hmm. Because we have two counter-attack characters, and Red Skull is currently the only character in the game that can force attacks into a character. Hail Hydra. Also, he gives us repositioning. He yeah. and his spender is amazing, and as long as it does damage, because it also has an attached throw, and so being yeah. able to have the spider foes affiliated ability to make sure that spender goes through is big. Okay, yeah, I suppose yeah, we could try him because then we've got Sabretooth and we've got Red Skull. We're, we're basically at Cabal then as well. Well, and Mysterio is also Cabal affiliated, so oh, is he? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. he, he's one of the new additions. So that means we can have kind of a sub-Cabal package in there. Yeah, let's put Red Skull in. I've always liked Cabal anyway. I used to play Cabal when the game first came out. Yeah, I, I really love Cabal, and I'm so excited now that Bob's out to play 6Y Cabal, Red Skull Cabal at 16. Yeah, 
yeah, really looking forward to playing Bob. Don't know how competitive he'll be in the long run, but he's th- going to be a really fun character. I think he will have consistent places in Black Order lists. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the Black Order list and um, in the new Captain Falcon list as well, I think. Yeah, I, I think he will also probably show up there too. Now, is are there any... Do you have any favorite characters that you think might work? I like Hawkeye and people like that because we probably have to some cheaper characters now. But looking at the list, I think we need a, a two. Okay. Or, um, but I think Zemo would probably work really well here because he would give an extra reroll. Yep. Z- Zemo is a fantastic member of the Spider Foes. Um, we were talking about twos. Are there? I know Akoi is kind of the default answer for twos, but are any of the other ones jumping out to you, or do you just want to go with Akoi? Uh, to be fair, Toad's normally my go-to too. Very fair. With the spider foes, are we? He's just about getting the objective normally and running away and scoring some points. Do, are we on? Do we want to do more damage in this list, or do we want to control? That is the question. We we are kind of playing a split control list. We're, we're, okay, let me rephrase that. We're kind of playing a mid-range list from the looks of it because we have. A lot of tankier pieces that don't necessarily win in the attrition v. attrition matchup, but have a lot of control on the back end that may be a little bit expensive. So I don't think we mind having Toad in there. And to, especially in the, if we're facing into attrition matchups where we have to play a more controlling playstyle, having Toad do a lot of heavy lifting on the extracts is a big thing. So I. Let's put Toad. Mm -hmm. And that leaves us a slot. Yeah, because we put Zemo in, didn't we? Yep. Oh, who could be the last character? Now, the option that we do have, because we already have a lot of redundancy of our point values, is to play a second two-pointer and go for a much more aggressive option on on that second two-pointer so we can flex between the Toad and the... The Bob. The Bob or the Nebula or the Rocket would be kind of my picks. But if you want to go for Bob, I am so down for a Bob. Yeah, I think we'll go for Bob. Mm-hmm. And that he, rocket is, is so deadly. And he also does build up that secondary cabal that we were talking about. Yep. Yeah, he does. He opens it up nicely. So that is a very quick 10-man. and a, <laughs> a very was. Yeah, a very fun-seeming 10-man. Then we come into crises, and I think the first thing I suggest, because I think it's amazing on Sabretooth, and I think all of us spider foes like it anyway, is Struggle for the Cosmic Cube. Yeah, I can see that. The extra power and Sabretooth healing each round. Yeah. He doesn't mind that. And also, you have Lizard in there who also gets the healing, Venom gets the healing, and it brings... Uh, Green Goblin out of their um, kind of hole that they can get into of not having enough power. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Beyond that, I'm not as sure on what to go with. So, for extracts, what do I would normally play with this sort of list? We don't... We're a little bit brawly. We're a little bit control. So, how about one of the newer ones? And what is it? What's what's the new ones? I forget what the new one is now. It's... um Deadly Legacy Virus? That's the one. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. It's a high point value, which I think we like. Yeah. Um, it helps us get rid of conditions and while we are giving out conditions we also spam out conditions in a way that the other list doesn't between a bleed or incinerate and other such stuff it means we can get 
conditions out much quicker than they can heal them generally. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Uh, and we're quite tanky as well, so we can afford to like sit around a bit. Yeah. Go and grab that. Go and grab the canisters or whatever, and then sit there while we they try and attack us. And then next turn. Yeah. Um, and we also have Toad, who al- yeah. allows you to actually make plays with the, um, uh, actually get into a position where you can pop off the legacy virus. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he's got his cheeky little, I'll take that. Otherwise, I... How do you feel about Wakandan Hub? Well, we'd be using Toad again, wouldn't we, as the runner? Not necessarily... I'm looking at Wakandan Hub as... If we're going up against a big point value team, uh, a Wakandan, it's a dead extract that makes our brawling better. Yeah, because it gives you the extra dice and you can't be slowed, which is big for Sabretooth. Or even more importantly, you can't be staggered. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> Always awesome. There's not too many staggers in the game, luckily, but mm-hmm. when they do hit you, it's dead. It's devastating. Yeah, and there's becoming more and more staggers as time has gone on. Yeah. Especially with the upcoming Black Cat. Wakanda and Herb seems like a good idea, and it's also... When we're looking at the other two extracts, our other two extracts are much more scenario-focused extracts, and Wakandan Herb is a non-scenario-focused extract that I think we're better at than the other scenario-focused extract teams. Yes, definitely. There's nothing to stop, like, Sabretooth or Venom getting up to it. I don't know if Venom can reach it, but Sabretooth could turn one, and then yeah. turn two, move, and then we've got Toad to take it from him. Mm-hmm. And more interesting is Sabretooth, um, if you're willing to wait a turn, especially looking at your opponent's lineup, depending on your opponent's lineup, you may just wait a turn and take the two-turn route with Sabretooth to get across the board and just be a size 3 nuisance that they have to daze because they have no way to move anything bigger than size 2. Yeah, that's yeah, because we've got lots of size 3s as well, haven't we? So. Mm-hmm. Um, blocking those lanes. You're not going to move me. Yeah. Which brings us to secures. Is there any secures that you really jump out to you? We've got a little bit of movement, but I don't think we've got enough for the new sword base. No. I think and like people like Spiders and Wakanda are really going to dominate on that one. I think something like a D-shape secure would be good for these guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like... Um, What's the one that gives you the extra power? The Cosmic Invasion Black Order one? Cosmic Invasion Black Order descends on Earth? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Um, we we actually, even though we, we have a lot of ability to rotate, and we have a lot of ways yes. to capitalize on extra power, um, and we even have some ways to capitalize off of the push off of, from the scenario. Yeah. Yeah, the, the push I always find really interesting how you position yourself to mm-hmm. use the push to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, because specifically tricks and traps for, on Mysterio is off of any yeah. movement, including pushes. So you can do it during uh, the cleanup phase and get a surprise. Uh, sorry, no, it's power phase, right? Is when... Yeah, uh, sorry, cleanup phase. Uh, power phase is when you do the, the pushes. Yeah. 
But you yep. can get a surprise day. You can possibly get a surprise days during the power phase, which is really powerful. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's you'd get your power first for Mysterio as well. Mm-hmm. So he might he would probably have enough power that turn to be able to do it. And if he gets pushed himself, he'll have lots of power, which is great. Yeah. Um. Speaking of these. How do we feel about just making ourselves tankier and playing Riot Spark? Yeah, I like Riot Sparks. Mm-hmm. So we have the two Dina maps. Uh, I think because we also have the ability to be a Brawly team, and I, personal preference here, like to go in my map build picking two that have a cohesive strategy and then one that we are better at than all the other teams that use that cohesive strategy are, are good at. And I think we have a brawly edge over the other D-shaped teams. Um, so I kind of want to bring up Demons downtown. Cool. Yep. Uh, Demons is one of my favorite scenarios. So, mm-hmm. or crises. I'm always happy to put Demons in there. Yeah. Um, so that gives us a really cohesive list of, of um, kind of a really cohesive game plan of uh, options on our crises. Um, now we get to probably what's going to be the most interesting part of this, because there's just so much new involved, which is the tactic cards. As we currently know all of the tactics cards, as they've been released in other places, for all of uh, the Carnage, Mysterio, Lizard, and Craven packs. Yes. Um, and for the first time ever, we've gotten some affiliated cards for uh, uh, spider foes, And I think some of them are really interesting. Yep. Uh, which ones are, you, which are, ones are the um, actual spider foe ones? Um, so we get two, which are Sinister Traps, which is a spider foes reactive card. Any yes. allied character may play this card during the first power phase. Choose an objective token. The first time a character ends a movement within two of the objective token, roll five dice. The moving character suffers one damage for each crit wilder hit in the result. And then if the character suffers damage, it's pushed short. Uh, the character's opponent resolves the push. Okay, that's I haven't seen that card. That's pretty amazing. And I'm specifically thinking of this on Wakandan herbs. Yes. You um, choose your opponent's herb. Yep. And then just walk away from it. Uh, nice. <laughs> but it also, like, on... We have a lot of D scenarios, so you can choose their back D. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of more in the D. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome card. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's... Um, crit wild and hits because normally it's just um crit and wilds yeah um but with crit wild and hit it suddenly has the opportunity to magically daze someone like oh no you moved your toad and i rolled really well bye toad (laughs) yeah because it's not an attack either so we can't trickster um slippery away sorry yeah Mm mhm um, the other Spider Foes affiliated card is neogenetic recalibration recalibrator Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of a tongue, tongue twister. Yeah. 
So, Spider-Foes active. Two allied Spider-Foes characters within three of each other may play this card. Uh, one of the characters that played this card may suffer three damage, up to three damage, remove that many damage from the character that played that card equal to the damage suffered. So basically, you can move up to three damage from one character to another. Okay, does it have to be um, a specific Spider-Foe? Does it? Uh, or could it be anyone? Two allied Spider-Foes characters, sadly. Okay. Otherwise, I would be doing a Hulk Spider-Foes list instantly. Okay. Um, I'm not always keen on... You're just basically trading damage from one place to the other, really, aren't you? Mm -hmm. I, I think this is more interesting. Uh, I think this does have some possibility, especially since we're playing both Venom and Lizard, who are two characters where you can do this like at the start of a Venom's turn, and then we are Venom and heal all that damage. Um, or heal it much slower off of a Lizard. But I, I am with you that I'm not as on board with it. Um, we'll stick it in for a minute because we've got eight to choose from and when you're playing new cards you always want to try them out yeah um, and then we have all the character specific cards and we're playing enough of the characters that we need to talk <laughs> about them um, yeah um, well we start with Venom I suppose he's got lethal protector yeah that's always a given when you play Venom I think mm-hmm um, and we were talking about exceptional healing before, so I think that needs to get in. Yep. Yep, definitely. Um, Sabretooth actually has another card as well I quite like. Weapon X program? Yeah, that's the one. I, I am down for throwing a thigh three Sabretooth. Yep, I always I always find as well, like, Sabretooth, p people tend to, like, either mind gem him off so he can't advance back, aggressive back. So he gets controlled quite a bit. Having something like that really allows him to get back in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, we have the, uh, Spider-Foes ones. Um, there are the two Carnage cards, which we got shown earlier on yep. the Carnage, um, uh, Tactics Spotlight a couple months ago. Um, yep, but, but now we know the Mysterio yep. card. Ooh. What's the Mysterio card? So it's called Grand Illusion. Mysterio, Mysterio may play four power to play this card. Till the next cleanup phase, when an enemy character makes an attack, defense, or dodge roll within three, it does not add dice uh, uh, for crit results, and Mysterio changes all of its crit results to skulls. Nasty. Very nasty. Mm-hmm. We're up to five cards at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, we can play that one, I think. Mm -hmm. I can see Mysterio. If things, especially on um, the D shapes, if we get the extra powers from um, the black portals, we'll and, be sorted. And Mysterio, I think, I have found Mysterio passively gains a lot of power. Just because yeah, people he, don't want to go near him. Yeah, and he also gets um, a power each time he rolls a, a blank as well, doesn't he? Uh, I think so. I, I am not 100% first on my Mysterio yet. Uh, yeah, I've only played him once or twice, but he's really good. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes, he does. If you roll at least one blank, you gain additional power whenever you're rolling dice. Um, He also gets to use his uh, Mystic for his dodge rolls, which is very nice. Yes, definitely. Um, 
So those are the main ones that jump out to me. Okay. Um, I've got another card I like. It's Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Good call. Yeah. We can always sacrifice an attack onto, say, Sabretooth. He can take the attack. He can aggressive and hit him back. Yep. Yes. Um, And it's... I don't think the downside of Sacrifice, especially with the two hit characters that hit back that we have, is not that bad. Yeah, it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, then it leaves us one card. And we have not touched the restricted list at all. Oh, I, was just think- I was just thinking of that. Um, I was thinking maybe a healing card. Yeah, a healing card is definitely an option. I do want to bring up just because it is my pet card. And we have so many of the characters that I like to use it with in this list. Dune Prophecy. We could go Dune Prophecy. Why not? Uh, There is a lot of options here as well for it. Yeah. Eight dice builders on your opponent's turn on Sabretooth. Venom rolling nine dice. Carnage rolling ten dice. It's just... It's a fun time, but I I do actually agree. I think if we only have one spot, I would go with a healing card here. Um, yeah, I was thinking patch up. Yes, I was about to bring that up because we have a lot of high health characters that can get that are tanky in a way where we can get the big heals off. Yes, definitely. And like Carnage, if he can heal himself anyway, so he's gonna he should have excess power. Yeah. No, it's it's we have three or four characters that can at least passively heal themselves. Um, If not, actively heal themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of options in this list Mm -hmm. now, I think, for the healing. Yeah. Really opens up a different style of list. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that is most of a list. Um, We were kind of wishy-washy on uh, the genetic... Uh, the neogenetic recombinator. Um, yeah. Is there something else that jumps out to you as something that you would want to do instead of that? Not at the moment. Um, it's hard because I haven't really played a lot with this list before. So it's just we've got all the people's cards. Mm-hmm. This is what I normally like to do. When I make a list, I, I choose the affiliation. And I pick the characters and I look at the cards and I think they're, they're the cards that look interesting. Let's try and use them. And, and then, and it's not until you've used them a few times that you think that doesn't really work. Yeah, after that point you start to pare down which cards you're using and bring in more of those staple cards. Yeah, yeah, that's when you bring in like your Doom Prophecy or your, all you got field dressing combo. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think we mind having a passive all you've got team. Yeah. Um. But I also think that um. Do do brain brain brain. You just left me, didn't you? Um. But also things more passive things that aren't on the restricted list that would be good in this case would be things like uh marked for death. Uh, Grievous Wounds, um, even Bitter Rivals, which I will not be surprised if that goes on the list soon enough. 
Yeah, bit of rivals. Everyone's using it now, though, aren't they? Yeah. It's a really good card, but I, unless we're playing demons or a, a close closer scenario and the people bunch up, which I find people don't tend to bunch up if they know you're going to play that card. Mm-hmm. And we're all about moving characters, though, so it could work because we could move them about. Yeah. Mm. But I, I think this is a solid list. Um, as yeah. is, and it's a lot of fun options and a lot of new stuff to try. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Because mm-hmm. Spider-Foes so, are kind of this untapped force at the moment because they have four new models, uh, like seven new cards. Well, yeah, they've actually become a, a proper affiliation now, haven't they? they? They have become more of an affiliation than they used to be. Um, well, yeah, they were We're... at the same state of affiliation as as God was for a long time. Yeah, but Asgard had really good characters and cards at that time. That does not make them any more or less of an affiliation than Spider Foes. It just means they I are suppose. a better affiliation than Spider Foes. <laughs> Poor Spider Foes. Yeah, I think their day is coming though. Mm-hmm. It's it's also just speaking from a place of Spider Foes having played a lot. I think the thing about Spider Foes is not that they had a lot of bad characters. I think they have a lot of good characters that are very complicated and hard to grok. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So it's it's Spider Foes was an okay affiliation. I, I wouldn't put them at the bottom. Even now. Um I, I would put them above certain other teams, like, I think that they were better than Guardians. I think they are better than uh, pre-Cable X-Men, stuff like that. Um, but they were just so complicated be- between their leader and their power management that they were a lot more effort than people wanted to put in for a non-immediate result. Yeah, I can see that. And then, of course, there's been so much new shiny all the time. Yeah. You you haven't had time to think, oh, I'll go back and play them for a month before the new stuff comes out. Because every couple of weeks before there's new stuff out, every couple of weeks is... Yeah. Um, And as the person who probably have put in the most time into Spider-Foes, uh, I really need to sit down with a couple of the other Spider-Foes pilot and do that big, scary article like they've been doing for X-Force and uh, uh, Black Order and put one of those out. Yeah, definitely with Cookie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, If if Cookie is looking to do one, I'm happy to jump on that. If he isn't, I may just do it myself anyway because... I have opinions, and I can do an entire article on the Thanos <laughs> list and how that has evolved. Yeah, because really, like, last season, Spider-Foes was basically just Spider-Foes and Thanos. So was the only way you see it, seen it play, your, your list. Um, no. Think... So this season, no? this season we have a pure Spider-Foes pilot, who's currently 2-2. Two and two. Nice. Um, as of recording, uh, this will come out the following week, so we may have all six weeks of stats out by then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. As of uh last week, at the as of the end of round four, he was two and two. Um, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
though he has faced three out of his four matches has been against Brotherhood. Yeah, it's been like that this season. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Spider-Foes doesn't have a terrible win rate, even for how uh, many few pilots there are. Yeah, I think if you play one one team and you play it long enough, and you'll learn all the tricks they've got and you'll learn how to counter the things that everyone's bringing to you as well. Mm-hmm. And your opponents will have no idea what to do with what you're bringing because it's so different. Yeah, uh, they're just not used to it at all. It's one of the power of bringing a rogue option. Um, and it's why I advocate for playing rogue, playing what you find thematically enjoyable rather than what you find inherently powerful. Yeah, I, I generally get drawn towards the bad guys. Yeah, well, you're, you're talking to a Spider-First pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you know how it is then. Mm-hmm. Um, Next. Though I will also, I also quickly want to shout someone out. Um, let me make sure I get the right name. Uh, recently, and they reached out to me about this, uh, a uh, one of the Discord users who's on various different of the MCP Discords, uh, Vince Chan, uh, has yeah. done a venomized Thanos. And it looks oh. amazing. Uh, yeah, I, pl- I actually played him in the league this, this last, well, this last week, and um, he sent me the pictures after our game. It, they do look awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I am super excited to see that, those minis in action. Yeah, well, he's um he plays on uh, what's uh, Black Fire Productions, is it? Yes. The YouTube channel, so mm-hmm. you, everyone will be able to see those awesome models at some point. Yes, and everyone will get to see the glory of the Spider-Foes at some point. They will. Um, but yeah, no, it's and and the Thanos list is such a different like way to grok the Spider-Foes. Yes, definitely, and mm-hmm. like. With, you want Doc Ock then, really? Cause oh, yeah. With, with, if he gets those wilds, you're just laughing. Uh-huh. But, like, Doc Ock is the sackiest character in the game. I will say it straight out. <laughs> if I've it, always liked Doc Ock. Oh, I love Doc Ock. Um, and I will get to talk more about that soon. Hint, hint, for people at home. I'm nice. very excited. But Doc Ock is such a sacky character at times because if you just roll four wilds, you KO anyone on yes. a four dice builder. That's super rare, but that's terrifying. It happens. Mm-hmm. And even like two wilds is still more than you're expecting out of a four die builder. That that success is equal to dice. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially if you say to someone, "Oh, I've got four hits." No, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's only amplified by giving extra dice, which is something that now we have an affiliation with a character we didn't talk about, Craven. Yes. Um, so it's like, there's so many possibilities for what you can do with Spider-Fuzz at this point. I'm really interested, and I'm waiting for the time where Xavier actually gets around to doing the double wilds math for anything above four dice. Now that we have lots of options to increase those dice values and what the double wild success rates come out when you're rolling six or eight dice or god forbid 12 dice because i have looked into making that happen that's just crazy yes uh i i 
wanted to make figure out the most dice I could make on a Dark Ark and a Dune Prophecy Dark Ark with a Death Decree on his flip side rolls 12 dice with double wilds. Talk about a giant slayer. Yeah. That's going to destroy everyone. Even maybe Modok. Uh, no, not Modok. You might get away with it. You might not roll those wilds. Yeah. But you you might get away with it there. Um, I do love, side note, playing Baron Zemo into Modok is so much fun, actually. Yes. Because you pay for your full re-rolls into an attack yeah. into Modok and then choose yeah. your wilds and re-roll them. Yeah, re-roll those, yeah. Yeah, it's quite um common with the, um, what's the Cabal card that allows you all the re-rolls? Uh, Black Rain. Yeah. Or Dark yeah, Rain, that's so. quite, Yeah, Dark Rain, that's the one. That's quite a common play into Modok. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a lot of, I have become less and less scared of Modok as time has gone on because there's more and more counterplay to him going on. Yes, definitely. The game's evolved and mm-hmm. people have evolved and just realized he's not as, he's not everything that he's made out to be. He's still a lot though. Yeah, he's still amazing. Don't get me wrong, but there, there are ways to play around him. And mm-hmm. if you know how to do that, it makes the game a lot funner against him. Yeah, and it's it's a thing I have to say about this this um, game is that it has a very flat curve. Um, I know Turn Zero recently did their tier list and got a sample size um, from the yeah. community, and theirs were a little bit less flat than I would have put it because I think there's a lot of this game that is on a scale of one to five. I think about seventy percent of the models are threes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Maybe even more than that. And there's like maybe one or two fives and maybe one or two ones. And yeah. so like the deviation on this game is so small that you can play basically anything and have fun. And if you know it well enough, you can do well. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's what makes this game amazing. And mm-hmm. when there is a problem with it's generally the power creep is generally in the cards, I find. Yeah. And um, they and they deal with that, yeah. So that's which is what keeps this game. I played other games before, and there's been no, nothing that's changed for like years, and it's like it's so unbalanced, and it's not fun to play, really. But yeah, and then this game, it's we're constantly reshuffling, and I think a lot of it is the way that list building works allowed for so much more experimentation and. Fitting in the right piece for the job. Yes. Because um, I've played some 40k in my day. Um, I ran the 40k club back in college. And there were times where you're like, I need this piece, but my faction does not have this piece. Yes, very much so. But you can play, say, Asgard, but if you want some, I don't know, more bit more control, you can add Gwen in there or Miles to... Mm-hmm do whatever you need. They've got a lot of control, so it's probably a, a bad example, but... Yeah. Um, and it's even, like, the most dismissed heroes are, like, one new affiliation away from being great. Yeah. Yeah, well, look at Crossbones. When the game started, oh, yeah. everyone was moaning about him. And now he's, like, considered pretty good. So... <sighs> and he has two affiliations at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... He's he's going to see a lot of play now with Sin. Oh yeah, 
Uh-huh. I've I have played a bunch of Sin. I my current list um is uh Sin Cabal with Ultron. Nice. And the plan is to bum rush Ultron under the back point and use Age of Ultron and just cause disruption. <laughs> is that has that worked for you, is it? Uh I I've had one game, uh one non league oh. game where yep. I got dice to oblivion. Oh, got in. Uh, and then I had to concede my last league game because my computer crapped out on me. Oh, no. Um, so this week will be the first time I actually play it in league. Oh, cool. Well, I hope it all goes well and Ultron goes and destroys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy to see him up to four representatives. There was definitely it, there's definitely a vibe of like no model left behind on that, and now I'm really interested yeah. to see the lists that come up for the people who want to bring Hela and Captain Marvel back out of the dumpster for uh, the start of season six. Yeah, it'll be interesting because mm-hmm. I think the problem is we're getting more and more characters now, so like there is going to be a few that will get left behind from people. Yeah. But I, I think the the sense that I've gotten from the 5B results is that there is this, like, we won't let someone stay at zero for long. We may... Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a, a model at zero each and every list this time, if not more than one. But I, I have a feeling that they're going to upcycle back into at least some amount of lists just because that's like a giant back signal to all of the, like, jank brewers like me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, Hella's really good, but like she's just been forced out of her one affiliation. If she had another affiliation, oh, yeah. she would have a reinsurgence mm-hmm. again. Yeah, and I think I think Hella is an amazing splash piece because she brings an entire crisis to your team that basically everybody but Asgard is terrible at in yeah. uh, Mutant Madman. Oh yeah, she gets the almost free turn one double flip. Yeah, in a really interesting yeah. way. Um, so I kind of want to actually the thing I'm considering, and this may become the Morlocks episode if someone actually wants to do Hello with me. I I've been talking about that for the last little bit, but no one's taken me up on it yet. Um, is Hella in Guardians? Oh, nice. Uh, it gives them a Mystic Splash. Yeah. Uh, it allows them to play pay to flips, and basically, Hella can take care of one side of the board on the pay to flips, and then you just have so many more other models than your opponent that you can out activate them and pull the last one out from the rug under them, generally. On the pay to flips, to kind of win advantages that way. Um, and then she gets. Well. Soul tokens off of them dazing, and you're playing a lot of uh, not that healthy models, so they're going to daze often. Yeah, how would she? How would she work with Bob getting dazed all the time? I, I think that's an interesting one. Um, that goes back to classic Hella and Cabal cycling through those claimed souls. Um, I think it's a very interesting option. Um. I'm not 100% sure on it. 
um, mostly because I have not gotten the chance to play it yet, but it's certainly an interesting option, and I think Bob, as a splash into Guardians, is not a bad idea anyway, because they like their two-pointers. Yep. So, sure, hmm. why not? Yeah, because you're going so wide, you won't probably, you'll never ever be KO'd. Yeah, and then you keep getting souls off of it. Interesting. Yep. That is a really interesting <laughs> option. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, because I've been thinking about Bob with the new like Captain Falcon. Just, yeah, just let him get dazed, and just yeah. your team's just gonna love it. And Captain Falcon is another one that I'm actually really excited for. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably since like like I said, I've always really played the bad guys. So like I've started with Kabul and played I played a little bit of Asgard, not a lot. Then played to to carry on. Then I played that until Defenders come out, and then I played Defenders. Mm-hmm. Then, then, then Magneto came out, and I've basically played that up until now, and I've just, only just recently started playing Black Order. Mm. Black so Order, the big the scary, guys. the big yeah. scary. Yeah, there's a big learning curve with them, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they're, they're, they're fun. Yeah, I I think Black Order as as are some of the reason why Spider-Force isn't as loved as it is, is because Spider-Force has a similar but not as rewarding learning curve as Blackwater, so it's just like, if you want the hard learning curve one, just go play Blackwater. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I suppose it's like, you're playing Thanos, it's the ultimate baddie, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, I think there's, there's a reason I love this game and put out so much content for this game at this point. And it's yeah, because it's, there's so much to talk about. It is, and it's just such an awesome game. Mm-hmm. It's like, here in the UK, we've been allowed out again recently, so I've been running, like, demo nights and trying to get the community built. And before lockdown last year, there was, like, basically two of us who played, and now there's about, coming up to about 20 fantastic that's amazing it is and um one of your former guests marcus he's um running events quite locally to me and his events are awesome he makes all the tables and they just look superb yeah marcus is fantastic um he's in the morlocks uh the the lexa white patreon discord aka the morlocks discord um that you can get if you support uh me on patreon which covers not just this show, but all of the productions I do. Uh, he has been showing off his uh, pre, uh, his like pre-measured objective maps. Yeah, which are amazing. They are. He he's doing a lot for the community down here as well. So big shouts out to him. Yeah, no, Marcus is was a fantastic guest. Um, I need to play him again. Because I haven't played him in a while because there hasn't been a one-day Tony I could have made for reasons other than playing the game outside of this um, in a while. So I I need to find time to get a game in with him because he's fantastic. He is. Um, And I'm really glad to hear that he's been doing a lot of work to support the community over there. Yes. um, Yeah, he ran an event last month uh, or earlier this month. It's solo going so fast this month now and yeah. um he's got running another one in exeter in england if there's any uk listeners down in exeter on the 18th of july we're going to be running a tournament mcp 
fantastic. Uh, if you wouldn't mind passing me the information for that, I will make sure it gets into the yep. episode description. Awesome. Yeah, I'll pass that on to you. Um, because I, I'm always down to shout out local communities because not everyone knows about their local community. Um, and so if someone like me who has a broader reach can shout out these local communities and get people in touch with their local organizers, that's really valuable. Yeah, it is. It'd be awesome if you could do that. Thank you, Lexa. No problem. I, I am absolutely overjoyed to do it. I think it's, it's too important of a thing to do for the community not to. Um, is there anything else that you want to shout out? Um, not really. I'd like to probably shout out all the guys who organize all the TTS stuff from the mods up all the way up to Norbert. Mm -hmm. they, they just do such an amazing job. And they, I think they've done an amazing job at growing this community over the last, what, eight, 18 months, 12 12 months or so something like that yeah um, yeah i've had a number of them on my podcast and all of them have been absolutely fantastic guests and people alongside the fantastic work that they do which yeah. i really appreciate yeah um and if you want to reach out to me uh, you, I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords Gegypt on all the non-MCP discords um as I said before, if you want to support the show, come visit patreon.com slash Lexa White. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about TV, I have a Tumblr, com, where I am currently slowly working on uh, covering Loki. I'm a little bit behind, but I hope to rectify that by the time this episode comes out. But we'll see. It's been interesting. And... Um, if you want to see me play something completely different, I play most Saturday and Sunday mornings. I am doing stuff on twitch.tv slash games. So, uh, recently we did a thing where Codab, who, uh, has been on Morlocks, um, pulled out their Morlocks list that they developed all the way back on episode 14, which was, like, over two months ago. Oh my god, how time flies. Anyway... And uh, another one of the friends of the, of the uh, Codap Games stream, AZ Man, who's also recently been learning the game, uh, who took on um, Kenny G's Gamora list. And uh, these two relatively new players, uh, I think combined they still had single-digit games between them, faced it out between each other. And that was a very fun thing. Uh, with me comment commentary and coaching both of them and helping them kind of learn the game. So that's a recent thing that should still be in the VOD archives if you are interested in it. And then um, also I have been making some appearances on twitch.tv slash the board game dome playing various different board games between Marvel Crisis Protocol like this and other board games uh, recently Arkham Horror 3rd Edition. I pretty sure soon enough we'll be playing Vampire the Masquerade Rivals, which is a game I just picked up and am super excited for. So it's like, there's a lot of options of stuff going on that I am participating in if you want to find me places other than just this podcast. Well, thank you very much for coming on. This was a fantastic time. Thank you for having me on and good luck with the rest of your episodes. I'm sure you'll have some more amazing guests on. Oh yeah, no, we have a lot of real fun and interesting guests slated to come up. Uh, with a lot of real fun episodes coming up. So Awesome. I can't wait to listen to them. Mm -hmm. 
and keep experimenting, people.